Welcome to Wisdom Today. My name is Bill Kelly, and I'll be your host. In this podcast, we will be exploring the book of Proverbs. Open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you would reveal to each one listening how much you truly love each and every one of them today. In addition, I pray that everyone listening today would receive favor from both God and man. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Proverb 19, beginning in verse 1. Better is the poor who walks in his integrity than one who is perverse in his lips and is a fool. Also, it is not good for a soul to be without knowledge, and he sins who hastens with his feet. The foolishness of a man twists his way, and his heart frets against the Lord. Wealth makes many friends, but the poor is separated from his friend. A false witness will not go unpunished, and he who speaks lies will not escape. Many entreat the favor of the nobility, and every man is a friend to one who gives gifts. All the brothers of the poor hate him. How much more do his friends go far from him? He may pursue them with words, yet they abandon him. He who gets wisdom loves his own soul. He who keeps understanding will find good. A false witness will not go unpunished, and he who speaks lies shall perish. Luxury is not fitting for a fool, much less for a servant to rule over princes. The discretion of a man makes him slow to anger, and his glory is to overlook a transgression. The king's wrath is like the roaring of a lion, but his favor is like dew on the grass. A foolish son is the ruin of his father, and the contentions of a wife are a continual dripping. Houses and riches are an inheritance from fathers, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. Laziness casts one into a deep sleep, and an idle person will suffer hunger. He who keeps the commandment keeps his soul, but he who is careless of his ways will die. He who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord, and he will pay back what he has given. Chasten your son while there is hope, and do not set your heart on his destruction. A man of great wrath will suffer punishment, for if you rescue him, you will have to do it again. Listen to counsel and receive instruction that you may be wise in your latter days. There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel, that will stand. What is desired in a man is kindness, 
and a poor man is better than a liar. The fear of the Lord leads to life, and he who has it will abide in satisfaction. He will not be visited with evil. A lazy man buries his hand in the bowl and will not so much as bring it to his mouth again. Strike a scoffer, and the simple will become wary. Rebuke one who has understanding, and he will discern knowledge. He who mistreats his father and chases away his mother is a son who causes shame and brings reproach. Cease listening to instruction, my son, and you will stray from the words of knowledge. A disreputable witness scorns justice, and the mouth of the wicked devours iniquity. Judgments are prepared for scoffers and beatings for the backs of fools. Friends, let's take a closer look at verse 11 of Proverb 19. And it says, The discretion of a man makes him slow to anger and his glory is to overlook a transgression. Now, I am pointing this verse out because this is a verse that I have shown um, some advancement in. Now, I used to be very, very quick to get upset, and sometimes I would act rashly if things that happened to me just upset me or kind of caught me off guard at times. But this is saying that we are not to be so. And I believe once you begin obtaining a bit more wisdom, that patience and restraint will automatically begin to transpire in your life. But it has to be a desire of yours to do that. In James chapter 1, it says, Let patience have her perfect work. And friends, what this is telling us is God wants us to develop patience. So let's look at this one more time. The discretion of a man makes him slow to anger. So this is telling us we should be slow to anger. And this is also found in James chapter 1. It says, Be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. And the second part of that verse, And his glory is to overlook a transgression. Now, friends, things are going to happen in our life on a regular basis that we are not expecting. Sometimes people are going to wrong us. They are going to say things to us that we may not want them to say. And how we react to those situations is going to affect the type of day that we may have that day. And what we're supposed to do is we're supposed to, once again, develop patience. And if we're patient, we will sometimes, and I would say more often than not, We are hoping to overlook transgressions that people do against us. I believe the more we are able to do that is going to be, whether we 
really have better days or good days that outnumber our bad days. Friends, we simply need to learn how to overcome things that happen our way that we're not used to. Today we're going to continue our study on the Gospel of Matthew, and we're going to look at chapter 15. And chapter 15 almost sounds like a broken record, because I continue to say the same things over and over and over again. And this is Matthew trying to point out the fact that he wrote this Gospel specifically to the Jews, And he also wrote it specifically to remind them that Jesus was the Messiah. But what we learn here is once again the scribes and Pharisees begin chapter 15, and I'm not going to read it, but the scribes and Pharisees are basically coming against Jesus and his disciples, and they're questioning the things that they do. And Jesus responds with, why do you do what you do? So Jesus is bringing up the fact that they are being hypocrites. He said, you sit there and condemn us because we do certain things, but what about you? And this makes me feel like going back to Matthew chapter 7, where it says, judge not, lest you be judged. So friends, before we criticize people and before we look at people and tell them what they are doing wrong, let's take a look at ourselves before we do that. The second part of this thing, we talk about a Gentile shows her faith. And I like this. It says in verse 24, it says, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So Jesus is reminding us that his purpose when he came primarily was to the Jewish people first. And this Gentile woman came to him and asked for help. And initially, Jesus did not respond to her. He ignored her. But she was persistent And he said, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she responded and said in verse 27, yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. And Jesus was so impressed with her persistence and her attitude and her faith, that he responded this way. O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. So even though Jesus was not initially going to help this woman, he ended up healing her of what she had need of and Her little daughter was made very well at that very hour. I am going to read verses 29 through 31, and once again, this is Jesus healing multitudes of people. Let's begin in verse 29. Jesus departed from there 
skirted the Sea of Galilee and went up on the mountain and sat down there. Then great multitudes came to him, having with them the lame, blind, mute, maimed, and many others, and they laid them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. So the multitude marveled when they saw the mute speaking, which they couldn't do before, the maimed made whole, meaning that they could now walk and they could now use their limbs, the lame walking and the blind seeing, and they glorified the God of Israel. This is why Jesus was so popular. Over and over and over again, in Matthew's gospel, we see that Jesus is consistently and constantly healing people of various diseases and various problems that they're having, even if they were demon-possessed. Jesus had that ability, and Jesus tells us that we are to do even greater things than Jesus did. So he set the example for what we are to do. And friends, if you read the words of Jesus and see how he operated while he was on earth, it gives us an example of what we are to do now in this world. We have the ability to heal people. The Bible tells us that we are to lay hands on people and they will recover. And we're going to close chapter 15 with the feeding of the 4,000. And these are Jesus' words in verse 32. I have compassion on the multitude because they have now continued with me for three days and have nothing to eat. And I do not want to send them away hungry lest they faint on their way. Then his disciples said, where could we get enough bread in the wilderness to fill such a great multitude? Jesus said to them, how many loaves do you have? And once again, this is just like the feeding of the 5,000, which I told you a couple days ago was eventually as much as 15,000. This just happened in Matthew chapter 14. And just one chapter later, the same situation presents itself again. And yet the disciples, I don't know if they had forgotten what they had just seen as far as Jesus he, uh, feeding all of these people. It seems like they had like selective amnesia. Jesus would do these things and they would be there. They would be observers and watch Jesus do these things, and yet they really didn't seem to get it. That's the takeaway I would like for you to get from this. So first of all, if we look at this chapter encapsulated, we will see that the Pharisees and the scribes basically were looking for opportunities to catch Jesus doing something wrong, they would come to his attention and question what they were doing. 
Jesus once again would point out their hypocrisy. This is the second example of a Gentile showing her faith. Now, she had come to him because her daughter was sick and of some kind of disease, and this reminds me briefly of the Roman centurion earlier in Matthew, and they had the notion of who Jesus was. They seemed to understand that basically wherever he went, people were being healed. So even though Jesus says in this chapter that he was sent for the lost sheep of Israel, primarily the Jewish people, he was still willing and able to heal Gentile people as well. Friends, my call to action, I want you to think about something I had mentioned a couple weeks ago and think about where you'd like to be two or three years from now. I want to keep bringing this to your attention because I know how easy it is to stay in your routine, how time can pass by quickly. And even though you plan on making changes, that you plan on implementing things in your life, a lot of times a week will pass by, two weeks will pass by, and the same old, same old just continues to go on. What I'm trying to say is that If you really want your life to change, you have to purpose in your heart. So basically my call is, is there anything that you want to change in your life that you want to add to your life or take away from your present situation that you believe will be beneficial for where you want to be a year from now, two years from now, three years from now? And the suggested scripture reading today is Proverb 19. It's the 19th. Please reread that in its entirety. And please reread this chapter we went over today. I didn't read hardly any of it at all. I went over the gist of it. I went over the major themes of chapter 15. But Jesus' words, notice, are in red. Please pay particular attention to those as you read them. Friends, I will never end a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. If there is anyone listening to this podcast and you've never taken that step, or you know that you feel far from God and you know you'd like to draw closer to Him, I ask that you repeat this prayer as well. Father God, thank you for sending Jesus to earth. Jesus, thank you that you were willing to come to earth and that you were willing to die on a cross so that everyone listening to this podcast today would have all of their sins forgiven. But we have to take that step. We have to ask you to come into our heart. We have to invite you to make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, if you have given your heart to Jesus, reach out to me on my webpage, wisdomtodaybk.com. There is a place that says contact on the top tab. Give me your name. If you said that prayer, please reach out to me. If you have any questions, please reach out to me. 
Friends, tomorrow is Testimony Day. I invite you to join me and a special guest as we further explore wisdom today.